0: What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. And this one it's transfer tips for game week four. So I'm gonna go through some of the popular players being moved in and out of squads and discuss whether they are good moves or not. If you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like, hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And if you want to check out your suggested transfers over on Fantasy Football Hub, there's up to 50% off at the moment. All the links you need are in the description below. So the first player I'm gonna talk about is Zhao Pedro, who was benched for the second game in a row, this time against West Ham. And I think at this point, it's pretty simple. If you own him, it's time to sell. I can't really think of many reasons to hold on to him. If you've built a squad where the first 11 looks great even with João Pedro on the bench, maybe in that specific scenario you could hold on to him a little while longer if either you've got more important transfers to make or you're just hoping that he's back in the first 11 for Bournemouth at home in game week 6. But for most people that own him, it's time to think about who you're going to replace him with because he cannot be relied on moving forward. Like, get benched once, fair enough, but get benched twice in a row, that is not great. And at 5.5 million, knowing that he's on penalties when he's on the pitch... He could be incredible value but none of that matters if you're not getting the minutes and it's not like there's a lack of other forward options that you could choose from instead. So if I owned him especially if I was intending to play him every week I'd be looking to sell. If you're not keen on selling him you could wait until Friday because sometimes De Zerbe gives stuff away in his press conference about who's going to start and who knows maybe he'll say that he's happy with Jao Pedro and he's going to play against Newcastle but if you don't get that info I just think he can't be relied on, so you've got to sell him. Like, after Wolves away in game week two, he made it sound like it was his off-the-ball work rate he wasn't happy with. And then ahead of the West Ham game, he was asked why Evan Ferguson was playing. And he said, because Ferguson deserves to play. He is another very important player for us. He didn't start in the first two games. And I want to give João Pedro time to understand better the style of play. Now, unfortunately, that quote came out after the FPL deadline. But that might be the kind of information you get ahead of Newcastle. Right now, though, he's just not used to how Brighton want to play. De Zerbi's not completely happy with him. Therefore, in my opinion, he has to be sold. So the only question is, who do you bring in instead? Now, obviously, a lot of this will depend on how much money you've got to spend. I looked at the points projections on Fantasy Football Hub for the next six weeks. If you want to check these out for any other players, positions, etc., links in the description below to get signed up. So next six weeks for forwards between... Uh, five and, and seven million. Right at the top is Wissa. I don't mind that at all. But Brentford have still got four really good fixtures before they kind of turn a little bit. They've got Bournemouth at home, Newcastle away, Everton at home, Forest away. Even after that, it's Man United away, Burnley at home. So even if you got stuck with him until game week nine, it wouldn't be the end of the world. I would just say, wait and see if Brentford sign any strikers. Before the transfer window closes on Friday, because that might affect his minutes a little bit. And he does tend to get kind of subbed off early. I can't remember if he got subbed off early in the uh Game Week 3 game, but he did in the first two. Let me have a look here. He actually played the full 90 minutes against Palace, so it's not always gonna happen. I actually, if you're up for a bit of a punt, I like uh Julian Alvarez instead. Because he's got Fulham at home, West Ham away, Forest at home, Wolves away. There should be goals in that. Those fixtures are probably better given that it's Man City anyway he's on a lot of set pieces he's next in line for penalties after harden as well you'd have to assume so i think he's a bit more of a fun punt and the points projections between the two are quite similar and in third place interestingly it's our at 6.5 million now i personally think it might be slightly early to bring him in because in the next three games he's got chelsea away and man city away but he has scored something like five or six premier league games in a row he is a good striker his xg numbers are brilliant And if you look a bit longer term, like up until game week 9, he gets to play Burnley at home, Brentford at home, Palace away and Luton at home. So there are more points on the horizon, but I think if you want someone this week, I'd probably go for Wisser or Alvarez instead. So In my opinion, very few reasons to hold on to João Pedro. It's unfortunate that it didn't work out. But you'd imagine once European matches start as well, there's going to be even more rotation. For what it's worth, I think Brighton should be playing him. I think him and Ferguson would be better than Welbeck and Ferguson. But the decision's not up to me. So for FPL, got to be sold, I think. So as you might imagine, Gusto is very popular ahead of game week four. Nearly 400,000 transfers in already after his 14-pointer against Luton. And in the short term, there is a lot to like. He only cost 4.1 million, although that might be 4.2 by the time we get to the deadline. He's got the fixtures. As we know, Chelsea's run is pretty good. Forest at home, Bournemouth away, Villa at home, Fulham away, next four. He seems to have that right back spot nailed down while Reese James is injured, although it is worth saying it's only a two-game sample size. Pochettino might mix it up at some point, but right now it looks good. And he's shown against Luton, he can be attacking as well with two assists. So for that price while he's getting minutes he's a fantastic pick the only thing to be aware of is maybe how long he'll be in the team for and i spoke about this last week if we look at the chelsea fixtures game week four is the second of september but game week five against bournemouth away is the 17th of september and that is just over four weeks since pochettino said that reese james will be out for a few weeks So, by game week five, Reese James might be back. If not, it could be game week six. So, if you bring Gusto in this week, you may only get Forrest at home and Bournemouth away, and then he'll be back out the side if Reese James is back. Now, for some people, that's not going to make any difference. Reese James will come back, they'll ignore him because he's injury prone, they'll leave Gusto on the bench. And when James gets injured again, they've got their 4.1, 4.2 million defender ready to go. That's perfectly fine, as long as you're not looking to triple up on Chelsea in any other way. And for some of you, you won't be. But I look at my team, for example, I've already got Chilwell and Jackson. A lot of you out there will have both of those players as well. If I want Sterling, I can't also have Gusto. Now, if Gusto was going to play for the next five to six weeks, for that kind of price, I'd probably get him in. And rather than go for Sterling, I'd probably go for Madison or Foden instead. But because Gusto might only be in the team for a couple of weeks, I don't know if it's worth the risk when there is every chance that I might want Sanchez, Reese James or Sterling at some point to go along with Jackson and Chilwell. So for lots of you and I said this last week, it's not going to matter. You're not going to want to triple up on Chelsea, and that's perfectly fine, right? It's not like it's essential, but it is something that you might consider, especially if they do really well against Forest, because it's not like the fixtures after that get really bad. So Gusto, really good pick. I would preferably wait and see if Pochettino gives us an update on Reese James, but it might only be two, possibly three games you get out of him before James is back, however long he's going to be back for. So this is going to sound a bit controversial, but ahead of game week four, 56,000 FPL managers have already sold Purvis Estrepanian, and you know what? I don't think it's completely crazy. Now, I will say straight away, I'm not saying that you should sell him, and I am almost certainly going to hold on to him myself. I'm just saying I don't think it's crazy, and it all comes down to the clean sheets. We know how good he is from an attacking point of view. He's got three returns in his first three games, but that level of output is going to be very difficult to keep up. You need some clean sheets along the way as well. And so far, Brighton have had none. And it's not like the stats have been good and they've just been unlucky. Expected goals conceded, 1.45 to Luton, 2.06 to Wolves, and 3.33 to West Ham. That's not the sign of a good defense. And of course, it's a small sample size, but it is worrying, especially with the fixtures they got coming up. So Bournemouth at home in game week six, potential for a clean sheet, absolutely. But outside of that, Newcastle at home, Man United away, Villa away, Liverpool at home, Man City away. I would bet on all five of those teams scoring. Now, it, this is football and FPL. It doesn't always work out like that. They might go and get four clean sheets from that run, but I would only bet on one. And based on his returns from last year, he usually gets one attack and return every about four games. So you might get one or two attack and returns add that to the clean sheets that's two to three returns over six game weeks is that great even for five million if that's when what you picked him up for not really so that is why I don't think it's crazy but of course we do have a squad so for example for my team I'm probably going to play him this week for Newcastle at home because I've only got Kabori and Saliba on the bench but in game week five I can bench him and then I can have him for Bournemouth at home so if you've got a squad like that then absolutely you should keep hold of him because he is capable of getting clean sheets in good fixtures like Bournemouth and attack and returns as well. But if you're someone that's trying to fit in a Man City defender and Chilwell and Gusto and Udogi and a Newcastle defender or two, well, that's already six before I've even mentioned anyone else like Arsenal defenders. And if you want to have all them and Estrippini is not going to be played that much over the next six game weeks, then absolutely you could, and I'm stressing the could, not have to, get rid of him. I think the plan... For most people should be to hold him up until game week six and then reassess, because game week seven to nine are pretty tricky. But after game week nine the fixtures are great so if you can hold on to him through that run things look pretty good and we can then reassess what's going to happen through champions league games and stuff like that so i think the the sensible decision for most people is to hold on i just don't think it's crazy does anyone else think like that leave me a comment below and let me know so gabrielle martinelli has been sold by over a hundred thousand fpl managers this week and i'm thinking about making exactly the same move and in some ways it feels a bit like transferring out ollie watkins ahead of game week three it doesn't have to be done but in certain situations it might be okay to do so for example for my team right if there's another midfielder that i want to bring in someone has to be sold but there aren't too many of my current midfielders that i actually want to sell so fernandez saccharin and burma all on penalties then it comes down to rashford versus martinelli now you might have a different opinion but for me i generally prefer rashford's goal threat and minutes and i also think over the next six game weeks man united's fixtures are slightly better as well so if money's no issue and I've got to sell one of my midfielders, it then defaults to be Martine. So that's all there really is to it. I'm not looking at my team thinking he's a must-sell, especially with the fixtures they've got coming up. But if I want someone new, like a Sterling, Madison, or Foden, whoever it might be, something has to give. So if you're looking at your squad thinking you want to keep hold of Martine, or you've got other fires to put out, he is perfectly viable to keep hold of. He is definitely not a must-sell. And one of the things that I'm always worried about is his minutes. But actually, they've been pretty good so far. They haven't had really any early subs apart from against Crystal Palace. But in that game, they were down to ten men. So against Fulham, he played 90, and against Nottingham Forest, he played 85. So right now, that looks pretty good. I guess in some ways, I'm also taking a bit of a gamble on what might happen in the future. So between game weeks five and six, Champions League starts. Could we then start seeing more early subs? Will Trossard be more uh, used more on that left? Possibly. It's not a guarantee. But it's just another reason why I don't feel too bad about having to sell Martinelli. For what it's worth, the next four game weeks are pretty good. Like Even having to play Man United and Spurs, both games are at home. And after that, it's Everton away and Bournemouth away. So things aren't too bad for Arsenal and Martinelli. And he definitely could get points in those games. There's just a lot of other midfielders to pick from as well. And I almost feel like I want to try something new. And my team in particular doesn't have a huge amount of issues in the forward or defensive line. And so I can have the luxury of transferring someone like Martinelli out. If something else happens between now and Friday, I just keep hold of him. But that's why right now I'm thinking about selling him. The only other thing to say is his numbers haven't been great so far. Like against Forest, 0xg, 0.22 expected assists. Against Crystal Palace, similar situation. 0.11 expected goals, 0.04 expected assists. The numbers were better against Fulham. So that is promising. And Jesus is back as well. I think Marseille tends to perform better while he's in the side. So there's a lot of factors why you should keep, or why you should think about keeping hold of Marseille. But I think it's one of those situations where 100,000 FPL managers are not wrong to sell him. It's going to be very team dependent. So next up is Matty Cash, and fair play if you played him in game week three, because he got a 17 pointer without even keeping a clean sheet. He scored two goals against Burnley, and that all sounds pretty good considering he's only 4.6 million. That being said, I do think on this occasion we probably have missed the boat, at least for now. One, because of the fixtures they've got coming up, and two, because of where cash might play moving forwards. So if we look at the next four game weeks, Crystal Palace at home in game week five, definitely potential for a clean sheet there. But they got Liverpool away this week it's Chelsea away in game week six and Brighton at home in game week seven. I think all three of those teams can score and generally I just wouldn't want to bring a defender in before they play Liverpool, especially away from home. Now all the usual caveats apply. If you're looking to downgrade a defender to get more money to fund another move and you want to bring cash in, bench him this week, play him in game week five, fair enough. But if you're intending to play him most weeks, I don't really get it. There is a fixture swing coming up for Aston Villa, but it's not until Game Week 8, and if we look at the run they have there, it's Wolves away Game Week 8, then it goes West Ham at home, Luton at home, Forest away, Fulham at home, I will definitely be looking at Aston Villa players at that point, Watkins and Diaby for sure in terms of attackers, but definitely defenders as well, and I could possibly come back to Matt Cash then, but also at that point, Alex Moreno might be fit, he is red flagged at the moment, but they've got an international, obviously everyone's got an international break between game weeks four and five. So that's an extra couple of weeks for recovery. And if he's back playing by game week eight, even though he's a bit more expensive, he's possibly going to be the most attacking player in that Villa side. So I just don't see the need because of the fixtures to bring him in right now. And by game week eight, it might be a different Villa defender that you want. The other thing to talk about is where he played against Burnley, because don't get me wrong, if he's always going to play as a wing back. Even with the fixtures they've got, 4.6 million, it might be worth it. But this is the first time we've seen them play this system so far. Usually it's a back four. So they play Concer, Carlos and Torres as the centre-backs. And then Dinia and Cash were the wing-backs. But I don't know if that's something Emery's going to use every game moving forward. Usually it's a back four. And sometimes when they play that back four system, Cash tucks in as a right centre-back. And it's the left-back that is more attacking. So, Cash isn't always... Obviously, he's not going to score two goals every week anyway. But I don't know if this is something we're going to see often moving forward. If you're a Villa fan and you think this is the new system they're going to use, let me know in the comments below. But everything we've seen before this game shows us they're going to use a back four. And against Hibs in the Europa Conference League playoff, where they played a pretty full-strength team, Cash didn't even play. They played three centre-backs and Lucas Dean was attacking. And obviously, they built up with a back three in possession. And that is something that could happen in any of these fixtures moving forwards. So I'd just be a little bit worried about where he's going to play, if he's going to play every game, and the fixtures they've got coming up. I think you wait until Game Week 8, see a few more matches... And if he's still playing and still attacking then you get him for those good fixtures but you also keep an eye on moreno as well so for me not worth bringing in this week and last up i want to talk about eze and i think sometimes when you're making content especially a video where you're talking about players to buy sell or hold on to you've almost got to think about what it would feel like to already own that player because as someone that doesn't own him i'd be looking at it thinking the stats so far are pretty good 0.37 expected goals per 90, 0.21 expected assists. We know he's going to start every game. His minutes are great. He's on all set pieces. When Palace get a penalty, he's going to take it. And the fixtures are good. Three home games in the next five, Wolves, Fulham and Forest. And outside of that, it's Villa away and Man United away, which isn't completely awful. So things look quite good. And he might even be a player that some people think about buying. But if you've had him from game week one, you've had to suffer three blanks in a row, And a drop from 6.5 to 6.4 million, that's probably quite frustrating. And I fully get why you might want to sell him. And nearly 100,000 FPL managers have already done just that. I think he's one of those players, a bit like Gabriel Martinelli. I wouldn't look at a squad with Eze and think he has to be sold. But if you've got the luxury of a spare transfer and you want to get a Madison or a Sterling or a Foden or whoever it is and you've got the money, I think it's perfectly okay to make that move. He is a good player. I think just because he's blanked three times in a row doesn't change that, but I also get how it's frustrating. So if you've got him and you want to sell him and you've got that luxury of doing it, why not? In terms of buying him, it's probably not the right time just because there's so many other good midfielders that people want, but if you need the money to make other moves, 6.4 million for a player of what he's capable of, you know, the stats, the minutes, set pieces, etc., is not that bad. The only thing I would say and this is maybe some confirmation bias for anyone that wants to sell him, those XG numbers are pretty good, but a lot of his shots are from distance and outside the box. So I was looking at some stats. He's had 5.33 shots per 90, but it's 0.67 per 90 they are actually on target, and his average shot distance is 23 yards, so outside the box. And obviously, you want players preferably that are taking their shots in the box because it's easier to score. So the XG numbers in general look good but it would be better if he was taking shots closer to goal. So I think he's a good hold if you don't need... or sorry, if you've got other fires to put out. But also, I get it. If you're an owner and you've suffered three blanks and you want to get rid of him, fair enough. Go ahead and do it. I was thinking about bringing him in in game week four. But to be honest, I've knee jerked so much on Sterling getting 19 points. I'm probably just going to go for him instead. But I'll talk about that a bit more in team selection later on this week. If you've enjoyed that video, give it a like and hit subscribe on YouTube. If you're listening on podcasts, make sure to rate five stars. And if you haven't already checked out Fantasy Football Hub, it's still up to 50% off at the moment. If you want to check out your suggested transfers and stuff like that, links in the description below. Otherwise, I'll catch you tomorrow for the game week preview. Sports Social Podcast Network.